Tubals in a China Shop is brought to you by these great companies that are giving us money to let you listen to their stuff. Bullshit, Kyle. We make this show. We make this show. You and me. Tubals in a China Shop is brought to you by us. <laughs> Someone's got to pay the bills, Dan, because it's not our trading. <laughs> <laughs> All right, roll them. You are listening to an entertainment program put together by a company called Financial Ineptitude. Anything said on this show is not an endorsement or professional advice. Would you really want to tell a court of law you were suing us because you thought taking financial advice from two idiots on a podcast put out by Financial Ineptitude was a good idea? Really? Clown hat smiley face. Well, hello and welcome to the China Shop. I'm Shopkeeper Dan. With me as always is Kyle, creator of FinancialIneptitude.com. Get your asses inside. Come on. We got a wonderful show for you today. Kyle, how you doing? I'm better. Better. It's feeling a little under the weather, uh, middle of the week, but I think I'm on the the upside of that finally. Feel it all, you know, congealing and turning more solid in my sinuses and my chest, which I think is a good sign. Oh, it's not not just a steady drip to the back of your throat so you can wake up and feel like it's on fire? Or, or pooling on the puddle and just making everything disgusting. Oh, yeah. 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 Welcome to disgusting sim- symptom day <laughs> in the China shop. It's funny, my wife, I told the wife I was feeling uh, I was feeling like nauseous one of the days, and she said, "Why drainage?" And I said, "No, it's from swallowing all that crap in my throat, or you know, that's been pouring out of my nose." And I was like, "Which, when I think about it, is exactly what you just said, but in a less gross way." Yeah, in a really less gross. Way. <laughs> damn. So damn. sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I got I got stung by a scorpion this week. Oh, okay, you win. Yeah, I didn't um, realize it was a competition. Yeah, I didn't either. <laughs> but that scorpion was in it to win it. Did you fuck uh, it up? <laughs> no, the scorpion lived on, lives on to this day. Really? Oh, man, yeah. you were a forgiving person. Well, what did Jesus what? do? Yeah, what Jesus do? <laughs> did you present yeah. the other foot? <laughs> I did not present the other foot. I was walking in the dark, and it felt like I, I stepped on a, a thumbtack that had been sitting in the fireplace. And it that, just... uh, Oh, go ahead. Continue. I have other questions, though, about where um, you store your thumbtacks. In the fireplace with the roaring <laughs> fire. Uh, fucking hell. And yeah, I turned on the light, and there was a scorpion. So it was caught and released out into the wild as uh, I iced my foot. But it turns so, out I'm I'm really resilient and uh, I healed very quickly. Oh, that's good news. Uh, where'd you release it though? Was it just like open the door and fling it out there, or did you go at least to like the property line and toss it in the neighbor's yard? Oh, we we set it loose uh, uh, on the backside of the fence where there's a, a, a walking path. <laughs> I set so, it free on the interstate. On You're the interstate. free. <laughs> Fuck you. Right. Like whatever, whatever eat scorpions. Like, know, here right? you go. Yeah. Here you go. Have some scorpion food. No, I, I very fortunately got over it really quick. I'm, I've got a lot of bad allergies and I, I got a lot of negatives keeping me sick, but apparently that comes with uh, great scorpion fortitude. So is it worth it? Um, I do kind of feel badass. Uh, the guy spraying for scorpions came over and he was like, yeah, I got bit by one and I, it, it was still sore and bugging me two weeks later. Oh, and I'm geez. like, I'm like, I, yeah, I had 24 hours and it was just like my foot was asleep. 
And then I went for a walk and then it wasn't asleep. That was fine. <laughs> hmm. I wonder yeah. if that has to do with the, I don't know. Look into that. I don't know, but you know what? <laughs> Getting a little distracted by the a banter today. Come on bit. in the shop with us today, folks. Sit back, relax, hedge against the rage machine. I'd like to welcome any new listeners just joining us. We're here smashing our way through a complete set of fine china, sharing those ever-growing strategies for maximizing gains and cutting losses. If you're new to the shop and stock trading in general, you can always check out our knowledge and resource centers on financialineptitude.com or give one of our many beginning trading episodes a listen. We'll have all those links in the episode description. But the best place to be is come on over to our Discord server. Get on, We get on there every day, and it's just a really awesome, super special place to be. Totally mm-hmm. free. No paid tiers or, or, or special Kyle nude access areas, because fuck that shite. Uh, Wait. What? Is that, is that an option? Yeah, we could charge people to have like a special access area where they can see you, you know, doing your jumping jacks naked and whatnot. Uh, see, yeah, the, I don't know. the old Navy I, routine. I don't know. I made a pledge to make all that content free. So uh, if we do that, I think we'll just have to post it in the regular channels. See, we're not even charging for the OnlyFans shit here, friends. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. God. That's right. <laughs> That's the so, kind of episode this is going to be, huh? <laughs> When you do join that entirely nudity-free server, uh, send us a private message or email with your mailing address so we can send you some smash-it-yourself swag straight from the shop. We're just really glad you're here. We have a lot of fun, and it's always better with friends. Always better. Really just a wonderful time. Uh, News. Show news. Oh, speaking of wonderful times. Yes, do we have any show news to report? Well, first of all, I want to apologize to Discord user Charm. He had messaged me, I think, a month ago asking for his free swag, and I had somehow completely missed it. But uh, I got a special package uh, on its way for you. Hopefully make Sorry up about that. that, Charm. Sorry about yeah, that. Uh, that was my bad. <laughs> uh, if I missed anybody else, just ping me again. I'll make sure it gets done. Uh, it's been a kind of a rough last couple of months trying to get everything all put together with a new house and trying to yeah. sell one and uh you know everything else that comes with that but everything's getting back to normal now so yeah uh, yeah hopefully that won't happen again um let's see episodes coming out uh next week we've got on monday our anthony fatsies uh, came back to the shop talked to us about the the banking crisis and just catch up in general uh then we've got a round table with eric mason and eric smolinski uh the theme of that's going to be why don't economists trade but we're also taking questions from the discord uh anything you want to ask an economist uh doesn't matter how in-depth or inane uh, we want your questions because i would love to just hit them with a bunch of fun stuff so you still got uh we got we got till tuesday to get those questions in Till Tuesday. Okay, I got to remember to do that myself. <laughs> uh, I, I did uh, do a little bit more research with ChatGPT to try to see if I could find some good questions. How'd they go? Um, well, you'll see. <laughs> <laughs> right. Actually, I just used it to do the work to answer the question. That's what I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I want to see how accurate it was. He gave me four oh. reasons why economists won't trade, and so we'll see if uh, if Eric texts all those boxes or not. Oh, okay. Okay. No, I, I like that. that yeah, great. right. Yeah. See if ChatGPT can do our jobs or not. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, well, we, we do have a masterful, matchless, 
maternal show for you today. Lots of market moving news, plenty of stocks on the radar, and more options than uh, forgot to forgot to write an options. Oh, 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 hang on. Let me ask. Let me ask our new friend. See if he can take Chat, the uh, Chat the role GPT. of. Yeah, see if he can oh, see if he can be a comedian for us. Okay. All right. All right. All right. What's a good more options than joke? Okay, he says, here's a more options than joke. Why did the computer go to the optometrist? That's not why did why, the, what we had in mind. Optometrist to get yeah. its webcam checked? No, because it had more options than a Microsoft dialogue box. <laughs> God damn it. I mean, oh, okay. There are a lot of options in a Microsoft checkbox. It's funny, but I don't think he's taking over the the comedy world yet. Ooh. I think it's funny for the wrong reasons. It's funny, but will it get Middle America off their tractors? Ooh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Why an uh, optometrist? Oh, damn it, Chat B. Chat GPT does not understand the concept of an options joke. No, apparently not. Yeah. It does know how to derail us even further, though. Right. Reach out to us, folks. We love your messages and comments on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, head on over to that Discord. We've got the link in the episode description. If you maybe you're old school, you can send us an email to twobulls at financialineptitude.com. That's the number two. Maybe you got a hot stock tip. Maybe you want to tell us about a great trade you just made. Or maybe... Your parents have left you home alone for the afternoon, so you decide to take in a feral cat. And after watching it wreck the place for several hours, you then realize you have to clean everything up before your parents get home and murder you. Oh, um, I'm not familiar with that one. It's classic. It's a children's story. Is that like Garfield or something? The Cat in the Hat. That's not a movie, is it? Well, they did make a, a really sad Mike Myers movie. Oh, they did, didn't they? Yeah, I didn't see that. Yeah, I didn't see it either, but uh, I remember the book. It's pretty, pretty fucked up book. I guess it kind of is, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess, yeah, well, all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and there we are. Uh, it's time to talk about some bet results. Yes, and they were not good. Well, it depends Uh-oh. on who you are. If you're Joel, they were not good. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> what did we do to poor Joel? Okay, well, we went... What did we do? We went short Owl, right? O-W-L? Yeah, yeah. It opened the week at 10.35 on Monday. We had our stop above the 200-day moving average. It tagged that on Tuesday to stop us out at 11.20. Ooh. Yeah, that took us from 474 something down to uh, $435.32. And then Random had a stock called Ash, A-S-H, that opened at $95.91 on Monday and closed the week at $98.38. Uh, Random is now sitting in a healthy lead at $495.74. Okay, all right, all right, hold on. So Blue Owl... As Joel pointed out on the Discord server this week, Dan sure likes to to short it support. Yeah, yeah. It tagged that 200-day moving average and started to drop again? Um, yeah, yeah, that's what it looks like. So maybe that was the play. Maybe that Should was have waited for a bounce. It was rather the bounce than getting, back yep. to that average. Yep. Let's, let's, let's learn from this, Kyle. Let's learn from this. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. Well, yeah. I should, probably should have incorporated that a while ago. <laughs> hush, right. hush, 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 
No, just this once. <laughs> so there may be a better bet pick at the end of this episode if you stick around mm, to the end. Yes. Maybe. Mm, well, I like I really like Joel, so I don't want to have to have Joel have well, to suffer like we do. Just so you know, I did go back and review the uh, the agreement that he made. It was to do the consequences with us, not for us. So mm. we are kind of on the hook for this too. And uh, I've been well, I used Chat GPT to kind of come up with the consequences right. for this one. So it should be a all fun right. one. All right. So I'm saying if we have to do it, then fuck Joel. He should have to do it too. Oh, he's definitely doing it too. <laughs> I love you, Joel. <laughs> <laughs> Misery right, loves we... company. <laughs> right. All right. Should we move on? All right. Yeah, let's talk. Let's. Uh, but before we talk about the news, before we start talking about news, I, mm. I would like to take a moment to thank our sponsors and friends at Manscaped, Trade Pro Academy, and Orderflow Labs. Uh, it Far and wide, it is known Manscaped is the best <laughs> at men's below-the-waist grooming. <laughs> With precision-engineered tools for your family jewels, and a new and improved 2.0 version of the Weed Whacker. All available. It's the perfect time to take advantage of our exclusive, only us. We're the only ones on the market that has this, that has a 20% off. This, no, no, no. The only ones that has the promo code two balls. Yes. I think we can say that. Completely exclusive, 100% exclusive promo code two balls gets you 20% off and free worldwide shipping. Worldwide shipping. Worldwide shipping. <laughs> so apparently By adding ages to every W. The, the weed whacker. Why are you putting an H in the weed? The weed? <laughs> you've, you've never had to whack your weeds? I've your whacked weeds? a lot of things. Weeds you're, aren't you're one of them. you had to whack your weeds? <laughs> I whack a lot of things, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Well... You want to tell us about Trade Pro and order? For oh, if you are looking for institutional trading education, then your search is ended because TradeProAcademy.com is the place to go. Holy shit! If you yeah, join, is. if you uh, mosey on into our Discord that we mentioned multiple times, you'll find exclusive uh, discount codes with them as well. I think we're the only ones that has that for real this time. <laughs> oh, that, and then. Yeah. And then, of course, if you're trading futures like the rest of us degenerates in uh, Orderflow Labs, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's like having a, a professional trader draw on your chart for you. In real time. Yes. And in the past. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that good old right. time. We, we got the backwards time machine down. Yeah, I know. I'm a, such a good trader with hindsight. Yeah. Yeah. It's so easy. <laughs> Ready for a song. Yeah, let's do it. Dow drops deep on moving inflation, COVID frustration, war damnation. We're just bringing you the fucking news. You gotta recognize the game if you don't wanna lose. We're just skipping two bulls trading Rioters raiding, insider trading, taxes are raising, bills on the hill. We got a crypto mill, no, they ain't growing weed. When the Fed speaks today, it's some shit we don't need. Sing it, man. Two bulls trading information. What? Two bulls trading information. I'm to agree. Two bulls trading information. That is accurate.
very accurate. What an okay, uh, a lot of things happened this week. I, I wasn't paying attention. I know, I was actually sick for most of it. Me neither. <laughs> but the Fed did uh, did have a meeting. They did uh, issue another 25-bit rate hike, which was in line with expectations, uh, depending on when you measured those expectations. Um, up until like a week before the meeting, I think they were still factoring in a 50-bit hike. It had got flipped to like a 60% chance for a pause uh, leading up into it. But then it uh, looks like they ended up going with the 25 bips. That does look like there's a bit of a dovish pivot, though, if you're reading through the statement. And one of the key things that changed in here, I'm going to see if I can find the actual uh, blurb here. Okay, here it is. Uh, instead of saying that ongoing rate hikes are appropriate, uh, that now the wording says the committee anticipates that some additional policy firming may be appropriate in order to maintain a stance of monetary policy that is sufficiently restrictive to return inflation to 2% over time. So that means that they're still leaving the door open for, for rate hikes, it sounds like, but they're also saying that uh, we're, we're considering pauses now at this point. I think this is probably the best case scenario, though, here, a 25 bit rate hike, as I think that if they would have come off with a quarter point hike or a, a no hike at all, if they would have done a pause, I, I think that that would have spoke more to the risks in the financial sector and the fact that they were still comfortable enough uh, issuing this quarter bit hike. I think that that's showing that they're not as concerned about uh, wider uh, uh, catastrophe in that sector, or at least not at this moment. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, I think that fits. You said something about, uh, I think one of your stories is one of the Fed members. I think I saw them speaking today. What, what was going on uh, there? Yeah, it's this, the same the same shit. Uh, St. Louis Fed President Bullard uh, talking about stress in the banking system. He, he thinks it's transitory, my words. Uh, did he say that? Oh, no, he didn't. Okay. (laughs) No, but that was the gist. He was like, the stress is going to, I give it an 80% probability the stress abates. And if that, you know, if the banks aren't stressed, then we're going to raise interest 25 bips. Okay. Uh, 80% chance that there's no problem? Yep. That still, that's still 20% chance of a catastrophe? One in five, one in five chance that the the banking system is still stressed out uh, in the weeks and months ahead. Ooh, that's that's a higher probability than I would have liked to have heard from uh, St. Louis Fed President James Bullard. <laughs> okay, okay. So what's uh, the right, threshold? Right. <laughs> what's it's the possible. Threshold? <laughs> it's possible. It's possible. One in five chance. Yeah. What is the definition of unlikely? <laughs> is it just like a 49% versus 51% means that the 49% is unlikely? Or is there a stricter uh, definition to that? Let's ask ChatGPT. God damn it. <laughs> What's the percentage of being able to call something? Likely or unlikely. I mean, it seems to me that slim chance to no, uh, to very slim is the, the accepted definition. 
Okay. Wow. ChatGPT. This is why people use it to write papers. The percentage of being able to call something likely or unlikely can vary depending on the context and specific definition of likely or unlikely being used. However, in general, likelihood is often expressed as a probability or percentage, which can range from 0% completely unlikely to 100% completely likely. For example, if an event has probability 50, 50%, it is considered equally likely to occur as to not occur. If an event has probability 90%, it's considered very likely to occur. And if it's, if it's 10%, it's considered unlikely. It's, however, it's important to note that probabilities and percentages are based on statistical analysis, not always definitive. There's always some level of uncertainty or variability in any prediction or estimation, and the actual outcome may differ from what is predicted. Hmm. So right. it's basically saying if you're 51%, 49%, it's still pretty equally likely to occur. Yeah, but technically it would be unlikely in that, in that scenario. It would, it would be. I just think that also the severity of the outcome should probably be taken into context with that. Like if I right. say like, I don't want to fly because I'm afraid of dying and you say that's unlikely to happen, but you tell me that it's a one in five chance that the plane's going to crash, then I might rethink that. Right. And, <laughs> and even if you do survive, you're going to be fucked up. Right. Like I think even NASA like has a higher threshold for <laughs> launching missions. Like I think the acceptable risk is one in 30 chance of failure. Oh, not one in not one, not one in five. <laughs> or at least that's what it used six, to be. I think six, I, I, six I, times safer. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So uh, a collapse is unlikely, but still more likely than I would have liked. Yes. Yeah. 20, yeah, when you look at that on the other side of the coin, 20% probability where financial stress has not abated, where, where we're just dealing with bank after bank after bank, mm -hmm. kind of a big deal. Is he think it's good to be dollar cost averaging through that? Eh, uh, not, um, I don't know. Probably not. Everything's, <laughs> everything's on sale in my portfolio. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Any other banking stuff you want to talk about before I get to my fluff piece? Uh, uh, yeah. People uh, yelling, yelling. Old yelling's been yelling. Yeah, um, she's not been doing a very good job, has she? Well, people are saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wondering how much longer she's going to be employed. Uh, the 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 problem is is that she has to keep backpedaling and walking back what she said last week. Yeah. Right. And she did that again. Uh, she came out and and said, quote, we've used important tools to act quickly to prevent contagion, and they are tools we could use again, she said in written testimony. Basically, oh. when she was like a week ago, she was like, yeah, we fucking protected the uninsured. We spent this money. We ain't doing it again. And now yeah. she was like, okay, if we have to do it again, of course, we'll do it again. Right. Uh, which means, you know, less trust. And the, this is a position where you need that voice to be trusted. That's the whole reason they picked her, right? They, they, she had the Fed experience. Mm -hmm. you know, yeah, you she, think she'd be better at doing that political speak where you don't actually say anything committal. Yeah, Uh I actually, I think the, I, I, I think the trust in the Fed is lower than ever. Yeah. And 
I think is a direct result of uh, how fast technology has changed the way we do information. And there's never been a situation where the Fed has had to stabilize so much in, in such as public scrutiny. Yeah, it's almost like a world tour that they're on. Like every time they get done with all these meetings, like they're doing the rounds on all the talk shows to talk about. They're disseminating the, the information. Yeah. Right. They strategized and, and said, if we do this and say this, well, we're going to go for this outcome. Right. And they've never been doing it under a microscope before, but that, that's where we're at. Right. That's how connected we are. And so they're, I feel like they're using old, old ideas in a new environment and it's failing them. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, I said at the beginning of the year, every time they talk, it's going to be bad news. Right. <laughs> I stand by it. I've been right yeah. so far. Yep. I've been right so far. <laughs> like, oh, geez. Well, you know, speaking of uh, uh, doing the same mistakes, uh, I found an article. I clicked on the article just because of the title. It's, it was yeah. It said gerbil banking preceded the Great Depression. We're seeing it again today. Gerbil banking? Yes, and it was not what I thought it was. It has nothing to do with gerbils. No, not Richard Gere. <laughs> nope, he was not involved at all. This was from uh, uh, the Panic of 1907, which is considered the granddaddy of panics when the banking system had collapsed. Okay. So basically what had happened was rather than... In order to try to help people restore faith into the banking system, what they did was they created something called the postal savings. So post offices would take deposits from individuals and give them a slightly lower interest rates than the bank offered, also had a maximum deposit of $2,000 uh, in order to reduce the competition with other banks. So when individuals would get concerned about banks, obviously, and pulled their funds away, they could put them in the post office instead in these postal savings, instead of just you know sticking it under the mattress or... Uh, right. in a lockbox somewhere. Right, right. And then the post office take that money and put it right back into those banks. <laughs> so Right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> nice little workaround. The problem with this whole system happened when the post office also lost faith in the banks and also took their investments out of the banking system and put it into government bonds. Oh, <laughs> uh, Okay. So, but the the whole point of this story is that this is kind of the same thing that's going on with the rescue of, is it First Republic? Yeah, First Republic. Uh, yeah, so First Republic needed money. Everyone pulled their money out of it because they didn't want their money in First Republic. They gave it to the big banks that were considered too big to fail, quote unquote. And then all those big banks got together and said, you know what, we'll just go ahead and stick $30 billion of unsecured deposits in First Republic. <laughs> It's kind of the same, kind of similar scenario here. Right. Holy shit. Yeah. So uh, I'm not sure what this means for the future of the banking system here, but it is, it was an interesting read nonetheless. I could say so that, that. That's that's part of what Janet Yellen was responding to then was the news of First Republic. Was it First Republic or was it SVB? Uh, First Republic. Yeah, first Republic. It was First Republic. Okay. Uh, I, part of what she was responding to was when they asked her if, the, if she would protect regional banks the same way that she protected uh, Silicon Valley. Yeah. Uh, she said no. And then everybody pulled all their money out of the regional banks and put them in bigger banks. 
Right. So then she ones had that to, they would protect. So she had to walk it back and be like, of course, yeah. we would. of course we would. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, that uh, speaking of First Republic Bank. <laughs> oh, is it time to get into some stock news? Why don't we talk about some stock news? But first, we need to do some advertising. We'll be back after these advertisements. <laughs> Longtime fans of the show should be familiar with the lender formerly known as Sue Pullen, and I'm pleased to announce that she's back, fresh off a rebrand and ready to help as Sue Mackey. Sue is a certified mortgage advisor at Fairway Independent Mortgage, an equal housing lender who focuses on finding the right product for you and your needs. She has over 20 years of experience helping thousands of homeowners. Whether it's purchasing, refinancing, or even a reverse mortgage, Sue will help. Sue's licensed in 36 states now, so reach out and let Sue Mackey it happen for you. The best way to reach her is just give her a call at 520-977-7904 or in an email, spullen at fairwaymc.com. Fairway Independent Mortgage has an MLS number of 2289. Sue Mackey has an MLS number of 206048. That email again, spullen at fairwaymc.com. And that phone number is 520-977-7904. Shoot Sue an email and let her know she needs to update that address. Welcome back. <laughs> Let's hear a song. Stock time! Now it's talk about stocks time. Looking for setups and still not advice. Big moves, fresh news, and earnings. All that we're saying, it's still not advice. Stock Please don't sue us. All right, Dan. I sound like you wanted to jump the gun and start talking some more about First Republic. What, what do you got uh, for us? Oh no, you you brought you brought him up. You brought him up. Uh, not on purpose. Not on purpose. It's true. It's true. <laughs> uh, uh, it was it was good timing though. It's good timing. Uh, this this stock is having a fire sale right now, Kyle. Uh, I haven't read any of the news, but I noticed on its stock <laughs> chart, it's gone from like one twenty down to like 12 we're talking 90 percent off fire sale uh every share must go oh man and the volume is up there people are gobbling this shit up i mean the volume is it's tremendously compared to the average uh, tremendously intense holy shit uh the average is sitting at negative oh i, I don't know why i have no not yet. negative uh, uh, around like two million, between yeah, one and a half to two right. million. Yeah, uh, it's fucking incredible. Ooh, and now it's peaking at like two hundred and twenty-eight million shares on a Tuesday. On a Tuesday. Good lord! Uh, it's a doji right at the bottom of a sell zone. I actually really like. I I, I really like to buy it right here. I like the mm, buy. Really. <laughs> You just really want Joel to do those consequences, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> Where's the 200-day moving average? Maybe we could sell it there. <laughs> All uh, right, we'll put a sell order in at 132. <laughs> if, it, no, if it 10Xs, I... then we might get filled. Yeah? Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, is, there, is there more actual news or... Uh, uh... No, just that they uh, they they keep getting downgraded again and again uh, oh. because of that. You know they've been eyed as particularly vulnerable 
Um, Leave Britney alone, guys. Leave <laughs> First <laughs> Republic alone. <laughs> right, right. Uh, it's just, it's just like seems to be the poster child. Uh, there's and their stock is getting destroyed. Oh yes, uh, yeah. they, they've lost about twenty billion dollars of market value. Um, yeah, just over the the liquidity worries. The same thing that crashed us in twenty nine. Everybody pulling money out of the system <laughs> again. This is the first time I pulled up a stock chart and it wants to scale it to negative below, <laughs> like <laughs> instead of zero being at the bottom, it's actually moved it up. <laughs> so that way zero can be in the bottom third. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I have some good news for a stock that we can talk about. If you want to what? hear one of those? I would love um, to. We've been uh, kind of following this Activision Microsoft deal for quite some time now. Yes, we have. It's been uh, quite, quite entertaining watching Sony, I think, basically uh, shoot themselves in the foot. Uh, I think the CEO had been uh, quoted as saying by the activist uh, or Activision people that said that they didn't care about any deals to get, you know, Call of Duty. They don't care about having Call of Duty on their platform. All they care about is tanking the Microsoft deal. And <laughs> oh, shit. Microsoft signing uh, a deal, 10-year deals with Nintendo and NVIDIA and then a couple others uh, offering the same thing to Sony and Sony basically saying, no, we don't want it. We want Call of Duty for ourselves. I mean, you shouldn't be able to buy Activision because then you get Call of Duty all to yourself. <laughs> we want to buy Call of Duty. No, they don't want to buy it. They just want to continue having exclusivity with it. Mm. Yeah. But... Um, Microsoft did finally get some good news. The Commissions and Market Authority had issued updated provisional findings in their assessments and narrowed the scope of their concerns. Uh, initially, they had said that there is concern that uh, co- making Call of Duty exclusive to its consoles would be, you know, a problem. But now they've uh, they've said they changed their tune and said that the new evidence suggests that there's no financial incentive to Microsoft to do that. So it's actually looking more likely that the EU is going to actually approve this deal. And if you look at the stock, it has now finally been reflected in the price. In Microsoft. In uh, Activision. In uh, Activision. Ticker ATVI. I'm actually feeling pretty good too because uh, oh, wow. I, I was seeing, I've been following this story and it was looking more and more like this was the, that Sony was basically just fucking this whole thing up. And I did pick up a couple of, uh, uh, $90 calls dated in June that are now looking much better than they were a week ago. Yeah, <laughs> I'll say. <laughs> I'll say. Wow. Uh, with the deal that's priced to go at 95, there's still, there's still a lot of skepticism, it looks like, but this is one major hurdle that if they can get this behind them, then it so, becomes more likely that the others follow suit. So they've decided... If if I understood you right, they've decided they're just going to keep it exclusive on PlayStation. That's what that's what they want to happen. That's what Sony wants. Sony wants they don't want Microsoft to get access to Call of Duty. They want to keep that for themselves. Microsoft is buying Activision because they want access to all these titles, and then they've offered ten year agreements. And basically, told Sony like if you can't develop your own competing product in ten years, then you don't deserve to have it. That was uh, that was Microsoft's argument. I think Microsoft makes a really good argument. 
I think so too. 10 years is a generous amount of time. 10 years in the video game world? How many franchises have lasted that long? <laughs> I think they all are from Activision, actually. <laughs> Activision and Bethesda, I think, maybe. Yeah, Microsoft is right to buy them. Like in the in the world of giant corporations, that's a big get. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so uh, pay attention to Activision. Keep an eye on this. Let's see if uh, there's more room to run. Uh, still got $10. Still trading $10 below what that, that estimated or the, the offer price for that well, buyout was going to be at. It was going to be at 95 so yeah. if you get if even if you were to get it at eighty five, you're you're looking at over ten percent profit if it goes through. The problem is if it doesn't, then you're probably gonna see that price go way, way down. Yeah, uh end of a couple you know, a couple years back down in the fifties. Let's, let's not forget. Yep, that was but that was also during the time when they were harassing all the women in their workforce. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's <laughs> Hopefully they fix that problem. That's true. Uh, that is true. Fucking nerds. Uh, <laughs> nerds yeah. and their antisocial skills. Mm, yeah, that's that's the issue for sure. It's not <laughs> not men with power. Using- oh, there's probably some of that too. <laughs> it's no. the problem when you take somebody who's never had like that opportunity before and then you put them in a position where they can abuse it. Where they've got authority. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a whole different show, Kyle. It really is. Show. All right. You got anything else before we move on? Uh, yeah, it looks like TikTok's teasing an IPO. Are they teasing it or is that just uh, speculation? Uh, uh, well, I guess I should dive further into it. <laughs> I saw that the CEO was testifying and it didn't sound like he did a very good job. Yeah, uh, they need to, to be adding transparency. Yeah, and they're not. not. Uh, That is one way to get it. Yeah, if they were to do an IPO, they could. They it would force. Well, in order to IPO, they would have to. They would be being transparent, right? They'd have to be compliant, especially with the financials. Yeah, if they wanted to stay Um, on the exchange, I guess. There's still a three year lag on that, isn't there? (laughs) Grace period. (laughs) We learned from Ali Papa. Even if they win over the Fed officials, though, like different states are yeah. still getting their own oh, bans. Yeah. Like Wisconsin and Texas, if you got a government-owned device, you can't have TikTok on it. Um, during this testimony, not a single lawmaker had offered support. Uh, support for TikTok? Yeah. Wow. Not one? Not a single one. Not a single one. Oh, TikTok. Yep. Don't be the underdog. Yeah. Don't make me root for you. Don't root for TikTok. <laughs> the, uh, the, uh, the data that that thing accesses and sends back to China so they could spy on us, it's mm-hmm. insane. And you know what makes me sad is that I think they found uh, uh, our, our system's weakness. They're combating our desire for privacy with our need for greed. Mm-hmm. And greed usually wins. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, look at all the celebrities that deal with the paparazzi. You think they'd do that if they didn't come with fame and fortune? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> they would do, like, remember remember, like Mar- Marlon Brando did? He bought the island and disappeared. Right. He was like, fuck society. I'm out. <laughs> Good for him. Yeah. Um, so I, I know I just was working at that 
fucking front desk at that resort, and there was people uh, uh, from my age down to just out of high school, and all of the generations below ours had TikTok on their phone. Mm-hmm. It's uh, they managed with this. They 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 managed to construct an environment by controlling what goes viral. They've constructed an, env- an environment that's like uh, highly addictive, huh. uh, highly addictive. And, and it's like, you know, a better version of the Netflix algorithm of like, what does this person want to see? And I mean, YouTube does that too, don't they? Absolutely. Absolutely. But, yeah. but TikTok has Twitter does it with these one maximum one minute videos. Right. So, so you can, it doesn't feel like you're wasting time, but an hour later you watch right. a hundred videos of stupid shit. And it's so easy to flip through and be like, not this one, not this one, not this one. So it's also got like that Tinder effect of when you stop Ooh. and you watch, it's like, oh, that's what they're in the mood for right now. Right. We have a broad right. picture of what they like, but you're not always in the mood for kitty videos. Like, oh, look at that cute little cat meowing and purring. Oh, no, sometimes you want the fucking raunchy comedy. Right. You know, sometimes sometimes you just want uh, badass car videos. You want to see race cars. You want to see badass cars. And I'll bet you their ads are probably targeting that. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It's it's a it's a genius algorithm because, you know, these, these people at work, they'd be like, oh, check out this video, you know. And I'm like, right. I'm just getting to know this person's personality and like the algorithms are showing, like the videos are just another facet into the personality. Like, oh my right. goodness. No, <laughs> I, I, uh, if TikTok IPO is, I'm buying some stock. <laughs> I know, right? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> oh God. I kind of want it to go away, but, or at least stop. You don't need access to every single thing on the phone. If you get if if we manage to ban it on some federal level, if 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 they actually manage to get it out of Google Play and Apple Store, mm-hmm. uh, something else will take its place. Oh, for sure. It's just yeah. Hopefully not Chinese. Is it better to be exploited by an American company? Um. Yeah. I mean, I'd rather get beat by my uncle than a stranger. Really. <laughs> How about <laughs> how about we play the crypto song and just move on? Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. All right. I got some crypto in my wallet. Hanging out on my Ethereum blockchain. Yeah, I got some crypto in my wallet. Some dirty sushi polka dot. NFT Decentralized Anonymized Fabulous Cryptocurrency Oh, thank thank you again uh, to Ray for that beautiful crypto intro. Mm -hmm. And Kyle, might I add, I am now editing a... uh, conspiracy history episode with uh, Ray as a special guest talking about uh, art heist in Boston. Ah, uh, you got Ray before I, uh, yeah, before we, uh, uh, yeah, sorry. Uh, sorry. 
Ray, what happened? I thought we were friends. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's all right. No, I've been, I would, I think Ray would be fantastic on a podcast. <laughs> I'd love to listen to that. It's, uh, I'm editing it right now. It's coming out great. Uh, the, she walks us through the art heist and then we get into some really juicy art world conspiracy stuff from, uh, uh, the likes of which I've never heard. Fucking awesome. Some When's that come out? Really awesome insight. Uh, should be coming out within the week. I just have to get it done, ep- edited, and uploaded. Let me know when you do. I'll share it with our, our group. For sure. And I actually have the podcast on all of the places now to be found. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I hear it helps. It helps a lot, surprisingly. <laughs> surprisingly, right? <laughs> all right. Uh, should we do some crypto discussion here? Yeah, let's talk about some crypto. Um, I think I went. Oh, you went last? Last. Okay. No, I didn't, but I, I want to go last this time. Okay. Well, I, uh, <laughs> I got a, I got a, I got a story for you. Uh, we, we're all familiar with the former CTO of Coinbase, uh, Balaji Srinivasan. I, I feel like that's a lot. We all, we all remember Balaji, right? Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> Yeah, uh, guys, uh, former CTO of Coinbase, which is what? Chief Transportation Officer? Transaction Officer. Treasury Officer? Technology Officer. Treasury Officer. Uh, Good question. CTO. Hang on. I got, I got, I got, I'll get the answer. Continue talking. Uh, Are you asking ChatGPT or are you asking Investor? Maybe. Okay, this guy has placed a $2 million bet. Oh, it is Chief Technology Officer. Ah, was one How of the them. fuck do they know that? Oh, so he's good at this stuff. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Yes. I guess this guy's placed a $2 million bet that Bitcoin is going to hit the $1 million price mark in 90 days. That's that's bold. That's, yeah. Yeah. This, Does Matt Damon <laughs> stake in him? <laughs> Fortune favors the bold. This bet was, right? uh, I guess, I guess this some guy named James Medlock did a million dollar bet that uh, the U.S. would not enter hyperinflation mm. despite all the banking collapse. And this, right. and this guy's like, yes, it will, and they're going to use Bitcoin like digital gold. Hmm. He, I mean, if he's right, uh, he's saying. I mean, what, what, what kind of return is that? What's it trading at now? 25, 26K? Oh, I don't know. This is a good question. Bitcoin. I have no idea either. I was just guessing. Bitcoin futures? Or tra- uh, not futures. Yeah, trading at, uh, trading at 28K. Bitcoin to dollar, 27. 27.9. Yeah. Okay. So it's got a ways to go to get to that point. All right. So 1 million divided by... It's still got a more than 10x from its peak during the run-up It's in 21. It's got to go up 35 times to get there. So $5, if you want to play along, would get you 35 times that? Would get you, $5 to get you 180. 120? 125? $5 to get you 180. Why can't I not do math? 175. God damn, we're terrible at math. I've got, Kyle, <laughs> I got a calculator right here. It's 179.11. I just did the math. Okay, I believe you. Um, okay. Anyway. All right. All right. What Does he make a good case? Uh, let's see. Well, 
I mean, he makes a good case in my eyes, like the guy in The Music Man makes a good case for a, a town band. <laughs> I, I, why did you, where did that come from? Did you, are you reading XKCD comics? No, not at all. Oh, okay. It just popped into my head as, as like, right. like he's making, he seems to be making a coherent argument, but I feel like, like there's <laughs> trouble like there's some... right here in River City. Trouble that starts with T and rhymes with B. What's for coal? <laughs> all right. Uh, well, maybe this is all just deflection. <laughs> right. Well, because the SEC has uh, sent a letter to Coinbase basically saying that they're planning to take action against them. Uh, oh, wow. It's what's known as a Wells Notice, uh, in which the regulators say they believe companies or individuals violated investor protection laws. Oh. Now, that's not a final notice because the agency's commission has to authorize any lawsuits or enforcement settlements. But by warning Coinbase about this lawsuit, the SEC's... Uh, Remember how we were making fun of them for going after that company that had like $7,000 worth of deposits? Yeah, yeah. And then claiming it as a win? Like, oh, this is one of the biggest names in crypto. It's a publicly traded company. Uh, this would be the type of uh, uh, company that they'd want to get a junction against if they want to assert their dominance in the crypto market. Okay, that makes sense. But it could backfire because if Coinbase ends up defending, then that could embolden the crypto industry's claims that Mr. Gensler has been overreaching and that virtual currencies should not be subject to, to U.S. securities law. Oh, I really think it should. Yeah, it probably should. <laughs> but the funny thing is, uh, so the, some of the stuff that they were upset about, let me see if I can find it, it's mostly to do with the staking from what it looks like. Uh, but the CEO, Brian Armstrong, he made a point of referencing the change in the SEC's position towards his companies over the past two years. Because the SEC allowed Coinbase to go public in 2021 after reviewing his disclosures that, quote, clearly explained our asset listing process and included 57 references to staking. Whoa. So, yeah, how, how, do, you, how do you explain that? Hmm. Like, well, we didn't read it. <laughs> <laughs> IPO, just let you go. That was Kevin's job, and he was sick that week, and he just couldn't be bothered. He just... <laughs> anyway, yeah, so this is something to, to pay attention to. And, uh, maybe that's maybe that's what he's doing. Maybe make a million-dollar bet to try to see if he can take uh, the, the spotlight away. Mm. Yeah, makes sense to me. Doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> well, that, that, he would, that he would be like, hey, look over here, look over here. Watch me burn a million dollars and just for, hey, <laughs> on a frivolous bet. If if you've got the money and then it's just you're you're just paying for where you want the attention to be. Just it's well, just we'll a, it's much, just a price tag on guess, the attempt. I guess we'll see. Well, I guess we'll see how much money he has uh, uh, in thirty days or ninety days. Mm. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'd I'd be willing to take that bet with them. Maybe make some consequences. All right. Maybe I'll maybe I'll shoot him a tweet and be like, "We're in." We're... Loser, loser does what? Look... Loser puts on a bunny suit. Loser does a scavenger <laughs> hunt. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, any other crypto news that we should uh, touch on before we move on here? Uh, not that I know of. 
what are you doing in that bag over there? Um, <laughs> damn, I was doing the math on how much Bitcoin you'd have to buy to get a million dollars. God damn. <laughs> how you feeling over there, buddy? Hello? Well, you just shot me 12 times. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good with the revolver. <laughs> yep. oh, how's your uh, your week? Uh, I heard that you are back to, uh, to, to not working at a hotel anymore. Yeah, I put in my notice, but then after a talk with uh, some upper management, was basically given the green light to like, hey, look, just, just work your last two days and, and go home. Are they paying you for the the rest of the notice too? Uh, uh, no, I I worked the end the the rest of the work week. Oh, okay, okay. So my last check is in the mail. Okay. Okay, I'm. Yeah, have you have you popped open your uh, dusted off your Sierra account yet? Not yet it is on the way i'm i'm trying to i was trying to get get everything done this week to be uh uh having a weekly with my other other podcast stuff but i got mm, like yeah. stung about the scorpion and was we ended up getting <laughs> derailed Just always something isn't it? uh but part of that is is also uh getting getting set up to to trade to paper trade Sierra, I I, mm. I got to give myself uh, the 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 whole experience the the routine the, the you know the, this is my analyst hat this is the game plan uh, Jamie Lynn's volunteered to be my risk manager so oh. I have to go to her and say this is the game plan and then after I trade I have to be like these are the trades I made and it's mm-hmm. like they better be on plan otherwise what are we doing right right we're just wasting money you know well that sounds like a good it sounds like you're actually trying to put a structure to it yeah and have a a, yeah. a a real like business plan yeah and remember how george had us doing that in his course yeah. and then we didn't know what that even meant and we didn't even know what it meant we're just <laughs> doing it doing it all wrong i really think that the more i learn and more we do this, I, I think that risk management really is the key because you have to be able to survive for a couple of years to learn everything that you don't know. Yeah. Yeah. You have to get that screen time. If you don't, yes. if you don't have that screen time, active, real trading screen time. You got to get punched in the face a few times too, to see how you're going to react to it. And then yeah, like build some of that character, right? That psychology. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, well, that sounds, that sounds like a good, uh, a, a pretty good good. Do you have anything else to add to that? Uh, yeah. Scorpion superpowers, maybe? Now I want to put 5600 bucks in Bitcoin and see what happens. I know, right? <laughs> 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 oh, God. Flary uh, turned me on to this Korean who trades Bitcoin. And it doesn't... I can't tell if he's good at it or not. Like, he's swinging, like, $2 million positions and then just staring at the screen, chewing his, like, noodles <laughs> while watching it, like, go against him. <laughs> It's fascinating to watch this. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. uh, my good, if I if I can take the, uh, a moment here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Please do. 
remember last week my bad was not having a plan in place for when uh got close to my targets but didn't hit mm-hmm. so i put that plan together and actually ended up paying immediate dividends on the first trade i took of the week first trade i took it got within 10 percent, which was my rule i gave myself three options i can go to break even I can go to the most recent completed candle, either the high or the low, depending on which direction I'm in, or I can pick a block of buy or sell uh, delta and then put my stop below that. And then I try to, I want to bias myself toward the uh, the most aggressive management of the stops initially until I have some profit on the day. So because I put that in place, I ended up having a 45 point win instead of a full stop. Oh. If I had. Uh, if I had done nothing, which was my go-to hey. <laughs> prior to this week. Wow. Yeah, it's nice. It's nice when you get immediate return on your investment, right? Yeah, well done. Very nice. Very nice. Thank you. I was feeling pretty good about that. Do you have a bad or ugly? Um no. Nope. I don't think so. Uh, I'm just do- dollar cost averaging on one the one portfolio and just sitting back with the other one letting it build until i can be trading futures with it love it everything everything is at a discount no it really is isn't it like i'm i'm by uh yeah lithium corporation tilray upstart rocket lab mm-hmm. they're all at support so like i'm just about to to make a big purchase nice nice drop some money in like yep i like it keep doing it long term uh, I didn't really have a bad or ugly either. I was sick for Tuesday, Wednesday, so that kind of sucked. Um, I think maybe something I could touch on is just the feeling when you're sick about, like, I know I shouldn't be trading because I just, I wouldn't go to work if I was feeling like that. And this is my job, but there's still that like feeling like, am I really that sick? I could probably push through it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I think I made the right choice. I just basically took two days off and slept them away. Uh, the old, the older I get, especially, the more I like to just take the time off and sleep it away. Well, especially like when if you can catch it early, you can just hit some NyQuil and then just go basically fast forward, you know, 24 hours. And a lot of the times that actually ends up taking care of it for you. Right, right. Early detection is key, right? Isn't that what they're always saying about cancer? Yes. Cancer and colds. Early detection. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no ugly for me, though. Good, good. That's the I idea. Guess... We don't have to have an ugly. I know, right? No ugly, no real bad either. So maybe that should have been my good. <laughs> <laughs> my good is that I didn't have a bad or ugly no this bad week. bad or ugly. <laughs> huh. All right. Go figure. <laughs> should we uh, wrap this thing up with a bet and uh, move on with our day? Let's do it. I need it, want to beat it, going to win it if I take it from you. Filling my position, squid your bitch and random's gonna lose. Got a chart full of levels and a stop that's not too tight. It's bet picking time in the shop, so pick them right. Mm-hmm. All right, Dan, I've got a couple suggestions. Yeah. And it all depends on how you want to play it. Okay. All right. Option one, option one. Activision long. Safe play. Shouldn't have too much happening this week. 
Uh, might have some more room to drift up as more people digest the news. Okay. Probably not going to win us the week. Or AMC when you need a victory. AMC when you need a victory. AMC when you need a victory. Need a victory. No stop. AMC meme stocks for the run for the win. Oh well, I mean, if you're talking meme stocks, how can you even talk without mentioning Bed Bath and Beyond? Um, I I could mention Bed Bath and Beyond, but I couldn't make a nice rhyme with Bed Bath and Beyond. Oh yeah, pond frond. Blonde. Bed Bath and to the moon beyond. No. Mm. <laughs> Bed, bath, I don't know. What do you think? What do you think? Uh, ooh. No stop losses. Oh, yeah. That's, this is our last one, right? It's the last one of the week. If we want to have a shot at winning. The last of the month. Or if we want to make sure we put the nail in the coffin. Okay. Um, I've already resigned myself to making Joel do consequences with okay. me, so I, okay. I, I don't care. All right. <laughs> Which do you think is more like? I think between AMC and Bed Bath and Beyond, you think you think AMC because I mean, Bed Bath and Beyond looks like it can't go any lower, right? <laughs> I said that at two dollars. <laughs> oh, no. uh, Bed Bath and Beyond does get these little spikes every now and then, but AMC okay, AMC is. Is like GME is the original, right? But AMC is the one that was like AMC is at least holding a higher low. Yeah. Okay, let's do it. All in AMC, no stops to the moon. No stops. Where's our take profit? Hundred K. Hundred K hundred and ten K. All right. Plus one. Plus one. hundred and eleven K. Plus one. <laughs> AMC long, baby. All right, you ready for a random stuff? Yeah, what is random again? Um, <laughs> fuck you, random. Oh, shit. Oh, God. Uh, Activision? Is energy still looking strong? I haven't been looking. I haven't been paying attention. Let's see. P-T-E-N, Patterson, U-T-I, energy. It's going with a, it's going with an energy stock. P-T-E-Y, what? P-T-E-N. P-10. Patterson, U-T, energy. Oh, oh no! Wait. Now I look oh. at the stock on the daily. It looks significantly worse than I thought initially. It, it's got this crazy double-headed, but it's right at the big support. A massive support. It's bouncing off massive support. God damn. Eh, it's all right. We wanted to, we wanted to do some consequences anyway. It's been a while. Yeah. Oh, and this energy sector's bouncing off support as well. Uh, what's XLE looking like? That's that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was a nice buy candle today too. It just bounced off the the point of control for the last year. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Well played, random. You might get your win. Fuck. Okay. You might get your win, right. but we have a lottery ticket. <laughs> <laughs> One that has worked many times in the past. <laughs> For one of us. For one. <laughs> All right. Doesn't necessarily mean it went up. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, all right. I don't know what you're talking about either. Folks, 
Thanks for sticking around to the end of the episode with us. Uh, we hope you had as good a time as we did. But we got to kick your asses to the curb. We can't keep the shop open 24-7. So get out there. Share the word. Like. Subscribe. Kyle, what do you say? You hit that share button. Hit that five-star rating like it's the snooze button and sleep in. Button. Oh, wait. No. Take care. Like a snooze button on a Sunday. Yes. Boom. Hit it. All right. Yeah. Like it's giving you 10 more minutes to sleep. We'll be back at you soon uh, with the result of the month of March's bet disaster. But until then, <laughs> happy trades. It just never, it never was good. No. no. Bye. Two Bulls in a China Shop is an entertainment program, and all thoughts and opinions expressed in the show belong to the hosts and not of any company. They are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or on any specific security or investment product. It is only intended to provide entertainment about stocks and the financial industry of trading. If you make trades based on what you hear in this show, you assume all risks for those trades.